I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It was the best of times. It was the worst. She was the people's princess. We shall fight on the beaches. Oh, hey, man. These are the things that made England. We shall fight on the landing ground. These are the things that made I England. I have a body, but of a weak and evil woman. These are the things that made England. And a king of England, too. These are the things that made England. Cry God for Harry! And these are the things that made England. England! And St. George! These are the things that made England. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of The Things What Made England In It Gov. It's a long time since we've been here with you, and I am here with Book Laxter. Hello, Book. Hello, another Spoonerism, straight in there. Very good, yep. Yeah, it's been, can't get through a day without a good spoon. Yeah, it's been even longer that I've been away, so uh, great to be back. Very good. Or should I call you Lulu rather than Book Laxter? Well, yeah, you can call me, I'm, you know, I'm not a fussy man. I'm not a fussy man. Book Laxter, Lulu, anything you like. Okay. Pukey Lukey. I mean, you that know. really is not fussy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, excellent. Then, uh, Luke, Thank you. That's oh, really so, so, uh, so we are here today, um, gathered together in, um, in the site of, you know, whatever, to... Um, discuss sandwiches sandwiches and whether that is a thing that made England. Mm-hmm. now i thought we'd start with a little sketch okay so imagine the scene it's the 18th century we are downstairs in the kitchens of the prince regent's palais oh, that sounds familiar and there we've got the, the king's manservant named blackadder with his skivvy called baldrick so I'm Baldrick. I'm not. I'm Baldrick. I'm Spartacus. I am Blackadder, and you are naturally, naturally enough. I... So, Chalamon. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now, Baldrick, go to the kitchen and make me something quick and simple to eat, will you? Two slices of bread with something in between. What? Like uh, Gerald, Lord Sandwich, had the other day. Yes, a few round of Gerald's. Now that is, <laughs> that was a very funny joke. 
interesting enough, in the making of that sketch, because of course his name that they're referring to is John Montague, the Earl of Sandwich. So his name is actually John rather than Gerald, but they changed the name to Gerald because they didn't think John was very funny. It's definitely not as funny as Gerald. Is Gerald a funny Gerald's name? a funny name, sorry. Yes, I mean, my wife was just reading Gerald the Dancing Giraffe to my daughter just as, uh, uh, as I came upstairs to make this recording. It's funny. John the da Dancing Giraffe. Yeah, not so good. I have, a, I have a very nice listener called Jerry, short for right. Gerald. So I would like to distance myself from your comments. Okay. But funny's good. I mean, would, would Jerry actually prefer to be called John? I doubt it, really. Oh, no. Maybe we should yes. ask him. Anyway, I'd prefer to be called Bogbrush because that was indeed what I was called. But anyway, let's... <laughs> Move ah, so that. that's I'll be my Lulu to you. <laughs> Bogbrush. <laughs> I'll be Bogbrush to your Lulu. I don't know where we're going with that one. Anyway, where are we? Stop. Stop this yes, now. We've barely begun. Um, okay. So here is the set. What we're going to do is I'm going to talk through a little bit the history of sandwiches and with a few inter intermissions from you. And then we're going to have a chat and a bit of quizzing. Okay. And then we'll make the all important decision. Do we put sandwiches in the cabinet or not? Go ahead. Alice Clark? We, oui. yes. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Imagine the scene. We're in a London club in 1762, and a group of very, very posh aristos are gambling madly away, and they are really into it, and they are gambling vast sums of money because that's what you did in the 18th century. You gambled your entire inheritance away no matter how rich you were okay john montague ella sandwich is there and he cannot bear to take him away from the table and so he turns to his man and he tells him to go and make some food and his man brings back something expressly designed so that he doesn't get his fingers dirty while he's playing cards. incredible incredible wow. beef in between two slices of toast, but there is some controversy about the toast thing. Um, and thus, the sandwich was born. Dun, dun, dun. No, the, the tension you built there was incredible, David. It really was. And isn't it incredible that the English invented the concept of putting some food between two slices of bread? Isn't that to be something to be celebrated? Oh, with? absolutely. Yes, David. I mean, well, can I challenge you yet on this? Or, do you know, are we going to wait for a bit? Can I let you just sort of prosaically go? On? No, no, you go time. ahead. You go ahead. So the English were the only, the first people to put two things between, two bits of, sort of a piece of food between two bits of bread. This is what we're saying? Ever. Hmm. Ever. Ever. Nobody had ever thought of it in thousands of years of human existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, really, okay. I mean, so, so what are we going to have? So we're going to have, just imagine, like, the, the, two Frenchmen, for example, you know, two Frenchmen who go, oh, have you heard about this uh, revolution gastronomique en Angleterre? En Angleterre? Gastronomique? No, c'est impossible. Oui, this... Do you know, this is spooky. Suddenly I feel as if I'm in beer. It's, 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 you're here, you're here. With this Earl of Sandwich, he puts le jambon between two pieces of bread. Le jambon <laughs> between two pieces of bread. C'est incroyable. Imagine what this means. You could put le fromage <laughs> dans la baguette. Dans la baguette. Oui, le fromage dans la baguette. And you could take it with you for le picnic. So do you really think, I mean, the French, I mean, the French have been putting stuff 
between two bits of bread from centuries, presumably. Um, you know, you've got bocadillos in Spain. I think it probably goes further back yeah. yet. And yet, something was definitely did happen because people were talking <laughs> about momentous. sandwiches within a couple of years. Yes, some momentous, a seismic shock. Um, so, for example, in uh, the 1760s, Edward Gibbon. Remember yep. Edward Gibbon? Of Rome fame. Declining yep. fall geezer. Yep. Yeah. Um, two of his brothers were also called Edward. Did you know I did that? not. Oh, yes. You always had spare ones, didn't you? In case one. Yeah, he had spares and he had two spares. Yeah. In case one clocked him. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, there you go. Fab fact. So he wrote in 1760, I dined at the cocoa tree. That respectable body affords every evening a sight truly English. 20 or 30 of the first men in the kingdom supping at little tables upon a bit of cold meat or a sandwich. What year was that then? Uh, I think that's since 1765, but don't quite. So very that. quickly it became known as a sandwich. Very, very quickly it became known as a sandwich. Having said that, I, went, I looked up the some encyclopedia of food stuff, and you are quite right. It says... Delicate finger food is served between two slices of bread in a culinary practice of ancient origins among the Greeks and other Mediterranean peoples. There you go. Mm. What is the difference between that state, that statement, Luke, and the kind of sandwiches that I make? Um, they put an English name to it. I mean, we branded it. We just, oh, that's what we did. We branded it, maybe. Maybe that's yeah. what we did. I was going to say that the mere thought of describing one of my sa sandwiches as delicate finger food <laughs> between two slices of bread <laughs> is a long way away. A wedge on either side. <laughs> Half a cow in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Not a green oh, thing no, no, to be no. seen. Uh, actually, it's normally coronation chicken. Ooh, so, so obviously people have been putting things, but yes, maybe you're right. Maybe that's what it is. It's branding it uh, and making it people thinking, oh, this is a, this is an easy thing to do. Let's do it and making it fashionable because it, it duly takes off, you know? So I think the first time it appears in a cookery book, a recipe book is the lady's assistant for regulating and supplying the table <laughs> written by one Charlotte Mason in 1773. And she wrote, of all things in the world, sandwiches have the least need of explanation. Everyone knows how to make them, more or less. It's a great recipe. <laughs> yes. well, thanks. Yeah, get on with it. <laughs> Next, how to boil an egg. Don't be, be such an idiot. Actually, on that, my, my father had to teach my sister how to boil an egg. She shouted out the stairs, I boiled the water for four minutes. What do I do now? What you haven't put the egg in? Put the egg in. <laughs> I mean, can you believe it? Anyway, sorry, Ginny, for explaining that. Anyway, as it when it started off, mm -hmm. Luke, this you know now the sandwich belongs to everybody. In those days, a sandwich did not really belong to everybody. It was a posh person's game, so it particularly got used. So you know, if you're working in the fields or whatever, um, you'd take something like a ploughman's yep. lunch. And have a guess at when the ploughman's lunch is first mentioned and by who? Um, oh, yes, it's John Ploughman. Um, and it's sort of, yeah, but it was on your episode the other day. 
<laughs> and still, still I don't remember. Do in one oh. ear, out the other. Uh, oh. Yes. It, oh, um, Samuel Johnson. No. no. Um, uh, Piers Piers Plowman. There you go. You were right with yeah. Plowman. Piers Plowman. Is it's in Will, William Langland or whatever his name was. Thirteen. So the, the Plowman's lunch is named after a bloke called Plowman, rather than lunches that Plowman ate. Well, no, there are a, a few few gaps in this threadbare yeah. claim. Okay, first of all, he doesn't call it a plowman's lunch. Right. He describes something like him taking um, a bit of bread and some cheese uh, when the when the plowman goes plowing. And of course, it is named after Piers Plowman because Pier, Piers Plowman is the plowman and the author was William Langland. That's right, isn't it? Is it Langland? I feel I've got that wrong slightly. For our international uh, listeners, could you depict what a plowman's lunch is? What it consists of, in case. Alors, pour, pour les pour les Français, qui, qui yeah, pour, tout, pour, pour tous les Français, <laughs> I think mostly Americans. <laughs> so, actually, this is I wasn't going to put this in, but I've read a a lovely book. I recommend it to you. I'm sure you'll enjoy it by a chap called Adrian Bell. Right. Called Cordurai. Don't know if you know Adrian Bell. Anyway, he was a journo uh, in the 1950s. He wrote these lovely books about right. um, you know because he 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 flees the capital and he goes and runs a farm for a while he starts off to labor and blah 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 lovely books anyway anyway enough gassing anyway he writes something in the 1950s about going to um going to his local pub and he says something like you know if ever you go in there and say i'll have a plowboy's lunch harry please or whatever uh, within a few minutes they he says they've given you a Good hunk of square, a good square hunk of bread, a lump of butter, and a wedge of cheese, and some pickled onions, which is now what I think we'd recognise as a plowman's lunch. Not the most sophisticated of meals, but very good. Not the most sophisticated meal, but then, as we know, famously, the English are not the most sophisticated of cooks They're not. or indeed eaters. No, no. Which you know, I'd like to argue against, but you know, bang to rights, really. Anyway, with difficulty. <laughs> Anyway, my point is that um, a sandwich is quite a posh thing. You have it at picnics, for example. Um, it was quite a feature there, uh, which I think actually comes from Germany originally. The first written reference we had to a picnic is from Germany, not France. No, but it was a picnic. A picnic. Uh, ein picnic. Oh. Um, uh, although it was a group say, of German. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, it's I think it was Italian. It was a piconico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually, as you could hear from the way I pronounce it, it's actually got a K on the end of the pick and a K. Ah, uh, yes. The yeah, Gen yeah, and an umlaut on the I. <laughs> yeah. There was a group of Francophiles in the early 19th century, about the first few years of the 18th, 19th century, who bring picnics back and make them popular. Uh, and of course, what is notable about the working classes? What do they not have that the, the posh people have? Money. Um, Indeed. Spare time. Correct. Leisure. Leisure. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, we, don't, we get to the, I mean, they have, there are festivals, I suppose. And so on during the year but in terms of going away for a holiday and having time off or just you know taking a day off that doesn't start happening until the 1860s so yeah. so uh it's a posh thing posh person's game which is not at the moment then you get a few changes so then we get anna bedford do you know anna bedford duchess of bedford she right. um ah from woburn, woburn abbey fame is that right huh 
Yes, yeah, I suppose. The Bedford. So. Mm. Mm. Very good. Uh, well, what happens is posh people start having their meals later in the day. So uh, lunch, dinner, whatever you want to call it, used to be late morning. And you gathered yeah. all the tenants around you and all the rest of it. And then that gets later. And supper gets later till eight o'clock. So you've got this long desert between lunchtime and supper time. <laughs> and Anna Bedford says, we've got to fill this with something. And thus, afternoon tea is invented, not to be confused with high tea, obviously. No, 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 no. Just a little test here. Have you had your supper? I have. Are you t- doing the PLU no, test? I haven't. Haven't you? Pop it. No. You must no, be so hungry. I've got some. No. It's because I'm, I'm so posh. I'm so posh. We're not having supper till midnight. Oh, I see. Yes. No. <laughs> right. So uh, so that's that. So Anna Bedford, she invents afternoon tea. And I think you've got a few words to say later about the things that she eats. But then you get a lot more industrialization so you get this faster working environment you get people working inside um and the sandwich starts to move down the social scale so much so that in 1851 the victorian social commentator henry mayhew calculated the number of sandwiches that were sold on the streets of london every year and what number do you think that would be uh, 25,000 every year. No, lots more than that. No. 436,000. 436,000 sandwich every year. That's, that is a, a lot of sandwiches. A fact I hadn't considered before, but now I know. And going back to that thing about the English not being very sophisticated in their, their cooking and eating, what do you think those sandwiches were? Ham and cheese. Ha- ham and Just cheese? Sandwich. Ham or cheese. No, <laughs> Just ham. <laughs> just going too far. <laughs> Garnishing the ham with cheese would just be too much for anyone. <laughs> well, at which point I can tell you about an anecdote about Ken and Daphne in my in our local many years ago. And we had a local. Please do. Um, we used to go in every night and every so often. And we'd normally put a baked potato in the pub before we came out, Jane and I, and think we'd have a quick pint and go to it. And in those days, everybody... The guys from the garage bought everybody a pint. So once they'd done that, you then had to buy all of them a pint. And so we yeah. tend to go back about, you know, I don't know, 11 o'clock, midnight, and to find us a charcoaled potato. So we did one day ask Daphne if she had anything we could eat. Oh, she's there. And she says, you can have a cheese sandwich or cob, actually, a cheese cob, a ham cob, or a ham and cheese cob. Oh, so the whole pub said... You know, down at Witheridge Hill, you can get a tie now down at that pub, the sun at Witheridge Hill. And she said, oh, it's all boiling the bag down there with complete contempt. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Those, are the days. those were the days. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so 436,000. So we're getting, you know, it's becoming a much more widespread thing. In the 1860s, as I was saying, you get working time legislation. So, you know, which says you can't work more than a certain number of hours in a day. Although I think it's 10 hours for crying out loud. So it's not that generous. And you have to have a certain number of time days off a year. And so we get the the arrival of leisure time for everybody and the arrival of, you know, things like the trip to the seaside and all the rest of it, which really takes off and becomes a big feature of Victorian life. 
so then things really <laughs> begin to take off um the the good old sani is not mentioned in america until 1837 right uh, when it's mentioned in some sort of book some sort of recipe book <laughs> and then that's all going well they're all getting popular and all the rest of it and then the last plank in the the story is the revolution by a certain well-known brand retail outlet which is luke who am i talking mm, about marks and spencers hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Marks and Spencers, well done. Oh, Did yes. you know about the the sandwich revolution on the hands of Marks and Spencers. No, did but I do now, but I, I heard your episode. A mate of mine, Davey, told me this when we were at looking at old Sarum, actually, and he was absolutely gobsmacked, I didn't know. So I thought everybody you, knew, basically. Everybody knew that Marks and Spencers, what? I think you have to tell us that the Marks and Spencers made the sandwich market explode. What they did, was they said, look, this is all very well, but basically going buying sandwiches on the streets of London is a bit crap because they're all a bit horrid. Eh? It takes forever because they're getting made up at the time or they've been sitting there on the counter for about three days and the edges are curling up. And we all know about British Rail sandwiches, don't we? Can we remember those from our youth? We can remember them from our youth. It was a while ago. Yeah. Really not good. Uh, so they said, well, look, what we'll do instead, we'll make more exotic types of sandwich and we'll put it in a nice little packet with a, a cellophane see-through cover. So A, it stays fresh. B, people can take it out around re really easily. Um, and C, they'll have something a bit more exciting. And I mean, it seems like the most obvious idea and it absolutely goes bonkers. They trial it in five shots. Uh, what, what, year, what year was this? This is 1979, Luke. Right. I've got a great photo that I'll share on the Patreon of a stack of sandwiches in an old sort of shop um, that were just sitting there <laughs> wilting. <laughs> really nasty. Yes, packaging well, is a good thing. That'll set the scene for why they did it. And what 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 is the first Marks and Spencer's sandwich that they made? Uh, it's got a bit... They've got to go sophisticated. BLT. No, although that'd be a good guess, but no, salmon and yeah. tomato actually, which is yeah, salmon and tomato. Yes, you don't want salmon and tomato. But presumably, the the, the 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 best thing since sliced bread. I mean, the the bread slicing machine must be very yes. revolutionary when it comes to mass production of sandwiches. Well, that is a good point, actually, uh, Luke, thank which you. I had forgotten to mention. So thank you for pulling me back. <laughs> Sorry. The bread slicing machine is invented, I think, in the 1920s, think in America. And of course, and that's what really makes sandwiches take off in America, actually, because suddenly everything is so much easier. You know, you've got your nice processed white bread. It's in slices. so It's just dead easy. You know, just take your hunk of whatever and slap them together. And now while you're good. You know where this is going, David? 
So the machine that made sandwiches happen was invented in America, but we're going to say it's a thing that made England. Sorry, no. Well, we were already there. We were already there. It's only the Americans who had to catch up. Remember, Henry Mayhew, four hundred thirty-six thousand sandwiches on the streets of London, mate. Right? Yeah. Pre-sliced bread. Sliced bread, then it goes even even pottier, and then yes, Marks and Spencer's take it and make it go doubly potty. There you go. Yeah. So one last uh, question before we go on to the quiz section. Um, give me a guess of how many. This comes from the British Sandwich Association. How many sandwiches the average Brit is expected to eat in a lifetime? Um, Eighteen thousand. You looked at my notes. No, I listened to your podcast episode about oh, sandwiches. You? <laughs> <laughs> you mustn't do this again. Because I, I, I noted it because I, I thought that can't be true. I mean, we only live about 25,000 days, I worked out. So every Wait, Brit is really eating think... a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, no, I just lovely. did. <laughs> so you sat down and worked it out. I haven't done the you... division bit yet. You sat down. Yeah. No, but all I did is multiply seventy by three hundred sixty-five, and some of the, these these new phones that we have these days have got quite a lot of sort of computing power. Uh, you can do these, you can do these things quite easily, you know. Um, yes, but so that's sort of like you know everyone's eating sort of two sandwiches every three days, every single Brit. Sounds throughout their sounds lives. Easy. Well, I suppose it's an average, right. isn't it? So lots of people are going yeah. to. Eat more, yeah. but I mean, I can't believe you're questioning the veracity of the words of the British Sandwich Association. I mean, no more august body can you ever imagine, surely. <laughs> I know, I read their annals every day. Mm. <laughs> can't annals. be questioned. So I don't. So I think um, throw it open now a bit. I've got got some quizzes for you, but do you okay. have any thoughts about sandwiches, favourite sandwiches, you know, whatever? Oh, yes. I've got, well, my favourite sandwiches would be a BLT, which, again, sounds very American. Mm. Um, in fact, you have to have American bacon to make a really good BLT. What is American bacon? American bacon is that really sort of crappy, crispy, you know, uh, streaky bacon. But it is I don't have nice a BLT. I'm going to take your word for it. I mean, I don't have a BLT because yeah. I don't like the L bit, but, you know. Or yeah, the, well, the L gets in the way, right? Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so, but you know, I, I, so I, I love sandwiches, but I do think we're on quite uh, tenuous ground trying to make out that the the sandwiches are the thing that made England. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I, I do have a little sort of live experiment to to conduct. Oh, yes. um, this is this is my little test here to see quite how English you really are um, when it comes to sandwich consumption. Um, have we got, right. is this video recording as well, or are we just audio here? No, we've only got audio, sadly. We've only got audio, right. Well, I have to describe, per se, audio description. Here's one I prepared earlier. So you prepared it? Oh, good Lord. Well, what look is at that? this. So what, what we have it? here, and, and so obviously, well, we've got two two things. We've got here, we have the uh -huh. most quintessential English sandwich possible. Uh, which is, of course, the cucumber sandwich prepared yes. on some supermarket white bread, which will, yes. you know, inevitably stick to your mouth, uh, the, the roof of your be, mouth, and a, just a smear of margarine. Mm -hmm. But next to it, we have another sandwich, 
which is a mm-hmm. Philly cheese steak sandwich. Uh-huh. Um, which is uh, so so Philly cheese steak is you know fine rump steak, um, uh-huh. sort of peppers and onions and stuff, uh, and obviously cheese um, and all plenty of stuff to give you a heart attack. Heart attack. Um, mm-hmm. All served on a sort of brioche roll with ketchup and, and proper American mustard. So, David, tell me, David. So, which which of these sandwiches would you go for first? Neither. First thing is what? what you're offering me is one set one sandwich and one filled roll. So you're not actually no. offering me a choice. Of it's called the Philly cheesesteak stat sandwich. It's a sandwich. That's what they call it. It is wrongly named, which we'll come to. <laughs> that is not a sandwich you're showing me. That is a filled what? roll. In fact, <laughs> I think you might call it a taco. Anyway, no, 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 no. It's in a brioche day. roll. <laughs> yeah, it's not a sandwich, mate. It's just not a sandwich uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sorry. Uh, having said that, the cucumber sandwich is the most vile thing known yeah. to man because, of course, the yeah. cucumber is the most vile vegetable known to man. So, but I mean, seriously, the Philly cheesesteak sandwich, I made, I made 24 for my poker night on Friday and they are Excellent. absolutely amazing. Mm. I mean, they I'm sure they're you, fantastic. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there are two things yeah. about this, Luke. One is I'm not coming on to the things that made England to argue in any way, shape or form that England has any superiority in terms of quality of food. OK, no. I mean, that would be podcasting suicide. It would. Yeah. So that's one. The other thing is you just hadn't shown me a sandwich. So, you know, it's fine. Yes, and actually, to be fair, if the whole point of the Earl of Sandwich was to keep your fingers clean, um, yes, and in fact, we, we did exactly the, this, playing poker on Friday, <laughs> and we ha- all had really sticky, horrible uh, fingers. So it wasn't performing the keep your fingers clean job of a sandwich, that I can say. But bloody I mean, hell, sorry. Sandwich, yeah. But you get Absolutely poker-y. delicious, though. Yeah, I, mean, I know this is a digression, but I've been trying to get a poker game together in my place for ages, and I can't find anybody who likes playing cards. Why haven't ah, you invited me? Yeah. But it's quite a closed group of the village poker, and we go to each other's houses and make it fancy yeah. meals now. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it's my char- it's my charity match. It's my way of giving my money away to, to the guys from the village. <laughs> 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 I am very bad. <laughs> Well, you can invite me along as part of your charity um, donation because I'm <laughs> yeah. even worse than you're going to be. Anyway. No, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that is the question that we will come to. What is it that defines a sandwich? Shall I give you a couple of definitions? Existential sandwich definition. Yep. Yeah. The USDA, whatever DA stands for, uses the definition at least 35% cooked meat no more than 50% bread for closed sandwiches, or at least 50% cooked meat for open sandwiches. Now, yeah. one thing I'd like to know about that is what about vegans? And secondly, I'd like to note about that is there is no such thing as an open sandwich. An open sandwich is bread. Not a sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Not a sandwich. So, you know, that, that sucks. Uh, but the British Sandwich Association are even worse, actually, because they define a sandwich as any form of bread with a filling generally a sandwich any form cold. any form so that you could wraps bagels but not burgers the philly steak sandwich is any form is any form burgers why not but the british Sandwich association are wrong ah they're not so august as whoever we, they, we, they were august they were august 10 minutes ago they're no longer I, august i was being ironic 
Right. When? <laughs> when I said they were august. Oh, okay. So did, did he do your homework then? So let me give you a so question. The 18, 000, so the 18,000 is probably quite questionable as well. If they don't even know what a sandwich is, how can we trust their numbers? David, very I think we're, we're on very shaky ground. Mm. Very good point. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to die on the um, on the hill of the, the stats. <laughs> I'm really not. Right. Um, anyway, let me give you a, a questionnaire. Okay, the sandwich or not a sandwich quiz. Okay. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. Trouble is, I don't know what a lot of these are, but anyway, uh, a butty sandwich. Correct. Um, or it is, in my view. Um, when do you use? Just to digress, when do you use the word butty and when do you use the word sandwich? I don't use the word butty very much. Bacon butty. And chip butty, I would never touch a chip butty with a barge pole, but chip butty and bacon butty. To be honest, chip chip butters are nicer if you eat them rather than using a barge pole. Yes, true. But I don't eat them. I think they're revolting. Yeah, no, they're not carb. revolting. They're one of the finest, the, the no. apogee of English cuisine. <laughs> I think that's where you're going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Making the point point I've already made. Okay, so uh, butter sandwich. Hot dog. Sandwich. No, not a sandwich. Absolutely not a sandwich. It's not two slices of bread. It's one one roll, first of all, and it's cut um, not all the way through. Uh, and so it's not a sandwich. Right. In my view. It's sandwich. It's, it's meat sandwiched between two bits of bread. No, it isn't. It's, let's see. It's stuffed into one piece of bread. Oh, burger. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Although you'd be disappointed with SpongeBob SquarePants. Right. Yes, but I do think that maybe this quiz is um, not objectively verifiable entirely. Well, I have to say it's not verifiable at all. I mean, you know, the answers are no. a matter of opinion as opposed to a right and wrong. Yes, and David Crowther's opinion in particular. But generally, generally speaking, as I <laughs> tell my child Jane very very often, I am always right. Yes. Does she agree with that? No. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, so uh, then a uh, burger. I mean, obviously not a sandwich served hot. A steak witch. A steak witch? I have no idea what it is. Well, presumably uh, it's a steak sandwich. Yeah. I mean, well, then it's a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, it's a sandwich. Give you that. Mm. Submarine. Um, yellow or otherwise? No. Um, Just, not a sandwich. Not a sandwich. Not a sandwich. Well Just done, Benefit Luke. of the listeners. He, he's shaking his head. I'm getting, I'm getting prompts <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a sandwich. Correct. Same. A wrap. No. I'm making no sign. Okay. I No, not a sandwich. Correct! You're getting yeah. better at this. <laughs> well done, you. A Dutch... Oh, dear. Beleg Brody. Probably... I, yes, a Dutch Beleg Brody. The last time I had a Dutch Beleg Brody, I thought, hmm, this is a fine sandwich. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Do you know what? I started this quiz and I have no idea what a Dutch <laughs> gonna go on a bit. Beleg Brody is. I'd like to formally apologise yeah. for that. Uh, I'm just getting an image up here on the interwebs. Uh, it looks like a sub to me. So, wah, wah, oops, not a sandwich. So what you're saying is it has to be sliced bread to be a sandwich. Anything that's not sliced bread is not a sandwich. Nah. Just to, sorry, I don't want to sort of 
cut you in your prime here, but isn't yeah. that? Okay, I mean, it's got to be said there are quite a few things on the list which I should probably stop now. Well, did you do your homework? Just to answer that question, I didn't. No, you didn't do your homework. Okay, no, well, this, I listened this, to you. This episode is cancelled. <laughs> I sent you a link to the cube. Uh, yeah, you didn't until five minutes before we actually started. No, I said it ages ago. Oh, right. Anyway, well, a cube <laughs> did a very funny article, I thought. Um, and they did a nice three by three, actually, of what the main components are. I'm not going to repeat that here. But anyway, yeah, there is no, there's no problem that is not solvable in life with, uh, with a three by three, as you know. Um, but they came down to a definition very nice that one piece of bread with something on it is toast so on that basis a uh, cheesecake is basically a piece of toast okay which i think makes sense because certainly it isn't cake obviously rowena's gonna go absolutely fine for that she won't she'll let that one pass there'll be no, no, no problems Rowena's at all with, with the listenership <laughs> yeah cheesecake is now toast yeah your toast yeah <laughs> Then a sandwich is two slices of bread, you know. Uh, a taco, three slices of bread. Three, sorry, one piece of bread on three sides, open at the top. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to go with right. all these because you have a picture without you having done. And what about club sandwich? Club sandwich? Club, club sandwich. Yeah. What is a club sandwich? Is that a sandwich? Club know, sandwich? Yeah. A club sandwich is three pieces of bread. And with you know, you've just got more stuff in it. I think you know the answer to that, don't you? you? You have bacon and lettuce and stuff like that at the bottom, and then you'd have another layer, so it's like a triple decker basically. And then and you, then you'd have sort of, sort of chicken and mayo, and it's gorgeous. Hmm. Why are you even asking me this question? I mean, it's obviously not a sandwich. It, it, Three right? bits of bread. <laughs> Normally, if you buy an open sandwich in a pub or something like that you've got this hideous construction of stuff all over the place with a bit of salad on the side some crisps oh. and blah 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 it's not a sandwich it's a meal yeah and you need to have something to hold it together which presumably you would find horrifying if you've I mean, got to have a toothpick to oh, go through it then yes yeah, quite oh those silly cocktail sticks they're both oh, yeah. yeah i don't know what the world's coming to mate don't know what the world's <laughs> whatever <coming> next to. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh by the way i forgot i forgot to say about john montague on a sandwich is he's got this image of this Rue, you know, this um, this guy who's spending all his life gambling, all the rest of which why he needed a sandwich, blah, blah, blah. The, the very eminent naval historian N.A.M. Rogers, who is much more to be believed than the British Sandwich Association, let me say, is absolutely convinced he's tripe because the John Montague Della Sandwich built the 18th century English Navy, British Navy, which ruled the world. Um, and so he was too darn busy to be sitting gambling, probably have the sandwich for the reason we often have sandwiches, because you can eat it at your desk while you're working. Can I just hark back for sort of real avid listeners of the things that made England? You've just admitted to losing an argument about three years ago with Royfield. No. Because you, you say no, that the, na that the Navy was built in the, uh, Elizabethan times. Whereas now you've just said that it was actually the Earl of Sandwich that built the Navy, which was obviously not Elizabethan times. To be honest, Luke, I mean, I, I can see the point you're trying to make, but I did not say he invented the British Navy. Did I? <laughs> anyway, because the English Navy, as you well know, was invented well before that. 
Well, I very much sit on the fence, but I feel I should have be representing Royfield's opinion here. It's only fair. Why? Why is he not here? Then Royfield's views. Poor Royfield. Well, he, he was invited. <laughs> was he? Yeah. This is very much not his sort of episode. <laughs> no, he doesn't do the food things. No. Um, apart from, you know... Um, the ones he likes. Uh, chips and, um, yeah. and HP. Yeah. Uh, actually, one more question of what is a sandwich on, what is not a sandwich. Yeah. A Geely piece. Yeah. Is that a sandwich or not? A Geely piece? A Geely piece? I have no idea. I don't know if I've um, pronounced it right. That is actually a sandwich. It's a Scottish jam sandwich. Right. So if they're already yeah. Scots listening, they could probably they would be nice if they could uh, correct my pronunciation. Yeah. Anyway, I re I recommend to everybody that they go onto the website or the post that we do for this and have a look at the cube, yeah. which answers all of these questions yeah. and demonstrates conclusively that a despite SpongeBob SquarePants view, a burger is not a sandwich. Yeah. And that a yeah. cheesecake is toast. A cheesecake, yes. Okay, well, I was just going to ask you what you think the most popular UK sandwich is. Cheese and pickle. Can I have to hurry? Cheese and pickle. Sorry? Cheese and pickle. Peas doesn't even appear on the list, mate. No, that, my wife, that, that's my wife's favourite one. Uh, she's got a specific one from Marks and Spencer's. Um, it's got to be quite a common one. Or is it going to be bacon sandwich? Bacon sandwich. Bacon sandwich actually doesn't appear on this list, which has got to be a travesty. That's can't be wrong. Mm. So uh, apparently, cheese, ham and cheese, ham salad, sausage, cheese and onion, egg and mayonnaise. That in that order. Yeah, I see, sausages in, in sandwiches doesn't work. They overwhelm I, the I, bread. I think, I think you're probably right. Wales Online actually another uh, highly authoritative source. Wales in a sandwich. I <laughs> know that would be interesting. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be very Waitrose, wouldn't it? Whale yeah. sandwich, darling. I was Japanese one. sandwich. Um, yeah. uh, uh, chicken sandwich. Wales Online says chicken sandwich, egg sandwich, breakfast sandwich. Which I must admit, you know, I think Wales got gone through a good one there. Uh, club sandwich. Yes, but all respect to our to our dear Fiona. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the things that made England. Why are we referring to what they eat because in Wales? I'm just you know, uh, getting a foreign view into this question right yeah uh, if we went to korean career online we'd have bao buns well, i was whatever, going to ask you whether no. bao bun is a sandwich or not no. no clearly it doesn't isn't isn't obviously um no, no well, actually no. they've got a tuna sandwich they've got something called a reuben sandwich which is i think it's an Who american I'd say the Reuben sandwich that nobody's heard of is more popular than a bacon sandwich. Well, you know, I I, I suggest that you you state your objections to Wales Online, not to me, mate, okay? Yes, I will. Be taking out with them. Actually, yeah. a, a Reuben is a North American grilled sandwich composed of corned beef, Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, a thousand island dressings, or Russian dressing grilled between two slices of rye bread, blah, blah. Um, I mean, it sounds fan absolutely delicious and fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So how about Welsh rarebit? Is that a sandwich? No. Open, mate. Only one piece. Oh, piece it's not open. No, it's not. No, it's not one yeah. piece of bread. Uh, Isn't it? I, th I thought it would be like a sort of, well, it's going to be really poncy and say it's like a croque monsieur, but Welsh. Le croque monsieur is not a sandwich, huh? Le croque monsieur is a sandwich. No, c'est oh, pas. Oh, hey, it's, a, that's got, it's 
It's got hot cheese in it. Yes. But it's, it's not a sandwich. bread, ham, more bread, sandwiched, and then some hot cheese on top. And one of the it's great things of the world. Hot cheese on top. I mean, clearly not a sandwich. It's well, tell you what that is. That is a croque monsieur. That's a croque monsieur, oui. Yeah. If it was a sandwich, it would be a croque sandwich. <laughs> I mean, there's even pretending it's a sandwich is a croque. Right, of something else. <laughs> I mean, very didactic here, obviously. Who knows the answer to this question, even if that question yeah. is answerable. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think we've probably blathered on enough, to be honest. I think we possibly uh, have. But my, little, my, my little fun fun fact is that my, my friend Andrew's grandparents lived on Sandwich Golf Course in a house called Coldham. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is that royal sandwiches, darling? What, the golf course? Yes. Oh, yes, I just think so. Yeah, fantastic. It's not the pitch and putt around yeah. the corner. No, no, no. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's very good. That's that's great. They're presumably, they called it the cold ham for that very purpose. Uh, I don't know. No, I think it was it was like, it was one word, like Coldham. Oh, I see. Oh, very yeah, good. Yeah, 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 Excellent. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Top top fact. Yeah. Right. So, do we vote now? Does it go in cabinet? Yes. Not from me. No. Come on. On Sorry. what grounds? On the grounds that there's so many other things that could be sandwiches that are potentially nicer and uh, scattered around the world, and just because we did a bit of sort of branding um, and then try to restrict it to to sort of very defined definition. Uh, I don't think it's it's a thing that made England. No, no. Come no. on, it's a travesty. People all around the world eat yeah. sandwiches now. Yes, yes, but people all around the world ate sandwiches before, and they would have eaten sandwiches anyway, even if the Earl of Sandwich hadn't had fussy fingers. They didn't think they were sandwiches, though. They were eating something or, <laughs> <eating> <laughs> <a bell. laughs> or, um, or something else. Yes, now they're eating sandwiches. <laughs> Enjoying it a lot more than some dodgy wizard cucumber sandwich. Uh, no, yeah, not for me. Uh, you know. I mean, actually, in a, in a rather hideous bit of puff from the British Sandwich Association, they said that we are the leading manufacturer of sandwiches in Europe. So we lead the world in sandwich manufacture. I cannot tell you how my heart <laughs> swelled with pride, Luke. But leading by number rather than by taste or decency. I, I'm not a liberty. Actually, it's got to be said, Marks and Spark sandwiches... In terms of manufacturing sandwich, it's pretty good. Yeah, very good. Yes, but I'd still rather have a nice bocadillo or something like that with some proper jamón in it or something. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm. You're Sorry. so posh, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, well, that's really. fine. You're obviously, yeah. I, I bow to yeah. your superior taste. Right. Yeah. Well, as ever, we'll be throwing this open to a democratic vote. We will indeed. Um, and that's the only way that this whole can, this whole thing can be resolved. Um, yes, you're quite right. Put it to but the I'm people. Yeah, put it to the people. I'm not going to accept the result if it's not the no. right one. <laughs> no, then we'll shoot the people <laughs> and ask them to vote again. Yeah, we'll send your people around. Yeah, <laughs> I've got people. Yeah, can I just add in a little plug for Intelligent Speech? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, go ahead. So Intelligent Speech 2023 will be happening on November the 4th. Uh, um, and Ooh. we have all sorts of great speakers, including... 
Daniele Bellelli of History on Fire, Sebastian Major of Our Fake History, and Rebecca Larson of Tudor's Dynasty. Um, and you can find out all about it and, of course, purchase tickets at intelligentspeechonline.com. Um, and also, let's not forget that the, the things that made England has a very poorly maintained Patreon page. Uh, that's <laughs> TTME, which we really need to give a bit of uh, give a bit of love to. And uh, yes, I will be posting pictures of the Philly versus Philly Jake, Steve's Jake sandwich versus cucumber debacle. Sadly, without Indeed. David's, I, and I can't believe that you would have. You wouldn't have gone straight for the Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Well, I'd have gone straight for the Philly cheese, cheese not sandwich, yeah. absolutely, in terms of eating because cucumber is an abomination <laughs> in the eyes of the Lord. But, you know, yeah. uh, it's not a sandwich. It's the only problem I make. <laughs> right, yeah. Just uh, called a sandwich. Right. Yeah. Well, look, that's been enormously okay. good fun. Yes. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Um, yes, and uh, vote everybody on Facebook. We'll put a post up and we'll do a link to intelligent speech as well. Um, and vote, vote, vote. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And these are the things that made England. England. And St. George! These are the things that made England. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.